Well, good morning, Orchard. You guys seem like you're excited to be at church this morning. Can we give God some praise? Amen. Hey, take out your Bibles this morning and turn to the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 4. It's one of the first few books in your Bible in the Old Testament. As you're turning there this morning, uh, how many of you would agree by a show of hands that it's important to remember significant events in our life and the lives of people we love? Would you agree? It's important to remember and look back because that's a little bit of what we're going to be doing today. You know, you want to remember birthdays, men, you want to remember your anniversary, Okay, very important. Um, you know, here in this country, every year in May, we celebrate Memorial Day. And that's when we remember uh, the soldiers that have given the ultimate sacrifice of their lives to, for the freedoms that we enjoy. But this weekend, uh, we're remembering all of our veterans for, for Veterans Day. And so this is a day of remembrance here at Orchard Church. And we want to remember you. We want to thank you. We want you to know how much we love and appreciate you. We know that we have uh, freedom here in the United States, but that freedom isn't free. So could we right now have all of our veterans stand right now, uh, the past, present, all the veterans. Would you stand? Let's show a big love and appreciation for all of them this morning. Thank you, veterans, so much for all your service. You know, as we remember you today, today is also a, a day of remembrance uh, for Orchard Church. I know we're all excited. Uh, next Sunday will be our first services in the new building. Anybody excited about that like I am? But at the same time, we don't want to just rush past today. This is a significant day. These are our last services after almost 11 years here at Prairie View High School. And so before we move forward, we want to take an opportunity to look back and remember all the incredible things that God has done to change lives over the last 12 years since we started and 11 of those years right here at Prairie View High School. I heard a great statement this week. What we remember, we reproduce. And we want to see God just do just as much or even more in that new facility as he's done in the first 12 years. Amen? And so it's important that we remember what has God done? What has he done in, in this place? Um, I, I was looking it up this week in the Bible, over 300 times God tells us to remember or, or not to forget or, or to look back, which lets us know we're prone to forget. We're prone sometimes to forget all that God has done. And one of the, the significant times where God told his people to remember is in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 4. And I want to set the context, tell you what's going on. The nation of Israel, if some of you remember their history, they were in bondage in Egypt for 400 years as slaves. But God had always promised them a, a promised land. And, and that was going to be a permanent place of dwelling for the nation of Israel. And that's what they were praying about. That's what they were looking forward to. And after 400 years of slavery, God miraculously delivered them out of the hands of Pharaoh and the Egyptians. Now, it was supposed to be a 10-day journey from Egypt to the promised land. But some of you remember, how long did it take? 40 years. They wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. And the only way they could survive in this desert place was God provided for them. God protected them. God sustained them. Now, here's the good news. It didn't take Orchard Church 40 years. It only took us 12 years. All right? Not 40. But... but they were getting ready to go into the promised land. They were getting ready to go from being portable and having portable worship for 40 years in the wilderness to a permanent place of dwelling. And Moses, the leader of Israel at that time, stood before the people and he said, now before we cross over the Jordan, because as soon as we cross the Jordan, we're in the promised land. We're in our permanent place that God has given us. But before we do that, let's look back. 
let's remember, let's not forget all that our God has done. Let's read about it. In Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 1, we'll also put it on the screen for you. It says, And now, Israel, listen carefully to these decrees and regulations that I'm about to teach you. Obey them so that you may live, so you may enter and occupy the land that the Lord, the God of your ancestors, is giving you. You know, we believe that that 38 acres of land that we now own is a gift from God. Amen? And we're about to move into it. We're about to occupy it. He says, do not add to or subtract from these commands I'm giving you. Just obey the commands of the Lord your God that I am giving you. Jump down to verse 5. He goes on and tells them to look back. He says, look, I now teach you these decrees and regulations just as the Lord my God commanded me so that you may obey them in the land you are about to enter and occupy. Obey them completely and you will display your wisdom and intelligence among the surrounding nations. You know, this has been a church that's been known in this community that stands for the word of God. Our number one value is what does the Bible say? We want that to continue when we move. Amen. That we, we trust God, we follow God, we believe God's word, we follow God's word. It makes us wise. He says, when they hear all these decrees, they will exclaim, how wise and prudent are the people of this great nation. We would say, hopefully, of this great church. For what great nation has a God as near to them as the Lord our God is near to us whenever we call on him? And what great nation has decrees and regulations as righteous and fair as this body of instructions that I'm giving you today? And then look at verse 9. Let's say it together, church. What does he say? But watch out. Be careful never to forget. He says, don't, before you cross over, before you move, watch out. Be careful never to forget what you yourselves have seen. Do not let these memories escape from your mind as long as you live. And be sure to pass them on to your children and your grandchildren. And I think it would be a tragedy today for us to just look forward to the future and move into that new building and not take a moment as a church to remember and look back at all the memories that God has done in the last 12 years to change lives, to keep us on mission, to help people find and follow Jesus. Um, I ran some statistics this week. Did you know that we have had over 568 Sundays at Prairie View High School? That's a lot of Sundays. That means we've set up and torn down 568 times, but today is the last time. And those cheering the most are those that set up and tear down every week. And, and let me just say this, um, from the bottom of my heart, to all of you who have served, who are serving here at Orchard Church, thank you, thank you, thank you. There's no way we could have possibly been in a portable situation and reached as many people for Christ as we have and grown like we have without hundreds of you serving Sunday in and Sunday out. It takes over 200 volunteers every week to make Sundays happen. And so I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, yesterday, we had a volunteer training for all our volunteers in the new facility, and we had about 500 of you that showed up. Here's a picture of it. Can we just give it up for our incredible volunteers? here at Orchard Church. It was amazing. Now, just because we don't have to set up and tear down every week doesn't mean that we don't need you serving. 
We probably need double the volunteers in the new building. So it's not too late. If you want to volunteer, if you want to get involved and participate in what God is doing, one of our values here at Orchard Church is that we are church contributors, not consumers. It's not too late. Sign up on your connection card. Just check that box. It says, I'm interested in serving. We'll contact, find a great fit for you that works with your schedule. But thank you, thank you, guys. I mean, you've made all of this possible each and every week. The 568 Sundays. We've had over 1,300 services here at Prairie View High School. I've preached over 300 or 1,300 times from this stage. I've told over 1,300 cat jokes right here. And some of you like it and some of you don't. Thank you for your grace. We added it up. I, I, I myself and, and some of the other pastors, we've preached over 900 hours worth of messages. Hopefully most Sundays didn't feel like 900 hours. 900 hours uh, at this school. And all of that is so that we can help more people find and follow Jesus. In our 12 years of our history, we've seen over 5,000 people accept Christ, find Christ, and 1,000 people follow the Lord and believers' baptism. Can we praise God for that? That is incredible. But today is our last at Prairie View High School. The last time that we're going to meet here in this school. You know, it takes most people four years to get out of high school. We're a little slow. It took us 11. <laughs> but we're, we're finally going to get out. I, I was um, at a national uh, conference recently at, at a luncheon. And there was a, a national church leader at this conference. He, he's a part of a large network of churches. And he goes all around the country working with church plants. And we were introducing ourselves around the table. And I said, yeah, I'm Doug Dameron, Orchard Church, Brighton, Colorado. He goes, whoa, wait. Did you say Orchard Church? I said, yeah. He goes, I've heard about you guys. And he's like, I want to hear your story. And I begin to tell our story. He goes, no, start from the beginning. And I said, okay. And so I told our story. And I told him, yeah, we've been meeting at the same high school uh, for 11 years. We're now in three services, run about 1,800 a week. Uh, we've had as many as 2,000 a couple of times on regular Sunday. We had 3,600 people uh, for Easter in, in six different services. And his jaw just dropped. And he said, I've been following church plants all around the country. I've never heard a story like this story. He said, that, yeah, can we praise God for that? I think sometimes... When you're a part of it, you don't realize the significance of how miraculous it is. Uh, most churches that meet in a public facility or in a high school, you know, never even get over 1,000 people. Most don't even ever give over 500 people. And, and we've just seen God do amazing things. And, and we know that part of this is because we've had the privilege and the honor to meet here at Prairie View High School for 11 years. We've gone through four different principles in 11 years. I don't know if we keep running them off or what. But of those four principles, um, the, the longest tenured principal that we had um, was Dr. Chris Fiddler. And he was our principal for about uh, four to five years. And um, we, we, we really started a great relationship with him. And then I remember the day he told me, he said, well, I'm going to be leaving Prairie View as the principal. And I was like, no, because this is, this is the best relationship and connection we had made with the principal. And we're seeing God do great things. He said, but I'm going to become the superintendent of the school district. I said, yes. <laughs> and uh, I, I just want to tell you that, that he has been one of the key reasons why we have been able to meet in this public high school for 11 years. And he's with us today, and we've got something we want to give him. So give a big warm welcome to Dr. Chris Fiddler. Thank you. 
<laughs> so I, I, I told Chris when we first um, met, I said, we want to be a blessing. I know he's going to probably tell you about that. And, and I just want to say to you, Dr. Fiddler, we hope that we've been as much a blessing to you as you have been to us for us to have the privilege to meet here. And so we've got something for you that we want to give to you. Um, and it's a little, it's kind of a plaque that can sit on your desk, and I want to read it to you. And it says, Dr. Chris Fiddler, thank you for 11 years of partnership between 27J and Orchard Church. We are forever grateful. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. He teared up in the first service. So, you know, <laughs> shit, so don't point that out. He, he told me I couldn't do that second service because yeah. it made him tear up. Yeah, I did too. So, um... So as Pastor Doug mentioned, I remember very vividly the first meeting I had with him and Barry Hughes, who was associate pastor at the time. So I was the new principal at Prairie View. I was coming across the street from Timig, and um, he, he ended almost every sentence with, we just want to be a blessing. We just want to be a blessing. We just want to be a blessing. And I have to tell you, few people that, that I've met in my life have honored their word in the way that Doug has. They've always, he's always been a blessing. The church has been a blessing. And to your point, um, we have benefited as much as a community and a school district as you all have, uh, have from meeting in this space. Um, the most recent lunch we had, hadn't seen Doug for a while. This is my penance today. I'm going to be in all three services. <laughs> Ray, for those of you who are raised Catholic, yeah, you know. Yeah, okay. Um, but I was so complimentary of him. I told him how proud he should be of the work he's done here in the last 12 years in our community. And he was very quick to deflect, which I knew he would. And he talked about what what a blessing it has been and how blessed he has been uh, by our father. So um, couldn't be more grateful. And last service, I didn't mention all the things that, that you all have done for us as a community, whether it's Henderson or Timmick and all the pain that's gone on there. Um, one of my, I was really as a small ass to begin with, we want to be a blessing. Hey, could you feed the teachers on parent-teacher conferences? And I know you've done that for years and years and years. Uh, after prom, support, uh, Christmas baskets for the teachers' rooms that were used throughout the years, and there's probably literally 100 things that I'm not remembering. Um, but thank you for being a blessing in my life. Uh, if you don't know, uh, Doug told bad jokes about me learning to pray without the Catholic prayers when he <laughs> discipled me. How did I do? It's not graded, apparently. Um, <laughs> Was blessed to be discipled by Doug, and I know Paulo Diaz is somewhere in the audience this morning. Where's my man crush, Paulo Diaz? There he, there he is. Was able to uh, disciple him years ago, and um, I'm much closer to Christ because of you, Paulo, in this church. So, Amen. thank you. Amen. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you. <laughs> Next service, you get to keep this. Okay. Well, hey, because this is a day that we want to forgive, we want to remember, and we don't want to forget, we want to look back, um, we've put together a video of some of the families in our, our church that have been here from the beginning, many of them 11, 12 years, and they're going to share some of their favorite memories of what God has done in this church and God has done in their life, and so I know this will be a blessing uh, to you guys, and have your Kleenex ready. We first uh, heard about Orchard Church uh, in the early 2000s, and then the uh, uh, decision was made by Doug and Shelley uh, when they were on staff down in Pueblo to come and visit, and they got burdened for uh, the reunion area. 
as we drove on up here to Denver and he saw the houses beginning to go up and he said, wow, Shelly, this, maybe God wants us here. Look at all these new houses going in, all these new roads going in. He said, this might be a really wonderful place to start a church. So we drove around the area and we didn't see a church. There, yeah, that's, no churches. It's true. And so I think that really burdened Doug even more. And he, then he began to talk about this side of town and uh, I, the Lord just opened up so many doors for them. It was unmistakable. They uh, raised uh, funds. They prepared a brochure. The Lord opened the door with a um, ministry from a Christian parachurch organization that wanted to plant churches or wanted to plant Christians in some of the uh, um, large uh, apartment buildings and pre helped then uh, provide uh, funds for them living um, and paying a portion or in some cases maybe their whole rent for them doing outreach in their uh, in, in their apartment building, which of course was part of their burden anyway. My, my husband and uh, two kids at the time started attending the Orchard Church in August 2005 at an apartment uh, with only eight people. I was very much a, I, I do not want to be a military wife um, because I didn't want to raise my family alone and I didn't want to be alone when my husband deploys. That decision for my husband to go into the military and for me to trust God with that part of my life um, has changed our life. It's just given me a lot, us a lot of opportunities that we wouldn't have had before. At the time, uh, I was really feeling uh, God whispering to me to uh, get back into church. and. Um, I knew that that was going to be difficult but because at the time my husband was an atheist. And so I told, I told God, I said, if you want me to get back into church, you have to lay it in my lap. We're uh, hanging out at the Adams County Fair and uh, our family uh, bumped into Doug and Shelly and our kids uh, uh, ran into uh, Caitlin and Caleb. and. Then all of a sudden, towards the end of the fair, Doug invited us to church. He said, well, our first service is Sunday. You should join us. And I, I said, I'll be there. Oh, well, my first impression was, who's this little guy that uh, trying to get us to go to a church? And, and I was really against it. And uh, so I, I only went to protect my wife, make sure she wasn't, uh, you know, getting involved in some uh, weird cult or something. So uh, then uh, first time we, uh, we met, just kind of really digged it, got along with the people, making great friends. That was uh, pretty good times. My brother um, had been living in the apartments where Doug and Shelley had lived off 40th and Chambers. And, you know, he'd been uh, meeting people there, and he said he met Shelley, I think he met Shelley first, and he, they invited him to church, and he'd been going, and he'd been telling us that he'd been going to this church, this little startup church, and we're like, oh yeah, cool. And um, he just kept inviting us, and we looked at each other, it kind of became the family joke, he's like, well, we better go, because we want to make sure it's not a cult. <laughs> <laughs> but 
you know, we went uh, the first time and it was, we thought it was really cool. I mean, we even saw somebody that we knew there from across town because we lived in Littleton, Green Valley Ranches, quite a ways away. So we couldn't get to church on time in Littleton, you know, and it was like looking at each other going, how are we going to do this every week? And it just seemed to work out for some reason. It kept going. How I started with the church was through Shelley. Um, she had left a brochure at the rec center where I work at the reunion rec center. She left a brochure there um, on Cookie Lee because she was selling the jewelry. And I got the brochure and I called her. And she came over to my house a couple of days later and we started talking and told her that I was actually looking for another church. We had just moved into this area and she told me her husband was a pastor and that's how we started going. And when we started attending, um, I think there was about 50 to 60 uh, people that were attending the church at that time, and it was at Green Valley Ranch in the Recreation Center. Right when I walked in, it was Terry Goldstein that greeted me at the door, and he just, right when I walked in, he just walked right up to me and greeted me, and I just got a really warm welcome. Him and, and Jason and Megan Freidendahl also were ones that greeted me right away. I think the first time we were there is like, you know, we really weren't sure who Doug was. And next thing you know, here's this, you know, the little guy coming out from behind the drums and he's the preacher. It's like, oh <laughs> yes, my goodness, it's like, true. yeah, this, this was very unique about him being the preacher. We moved out to the reunion area because his cousins lived out here and they had found the Orchard Church and invited us. And so that's how we um, came to the church. And we'd, we'd heard that they were, um, they taught directly from the Bible, um, that they were a Bible-based church, which is what we were looking for. And so, um, you know, a lot of people attend, you know, a variety of churches and kind of, you know, do some church shopping. And we went to the Orchard and we never looked again. I felt God working on me, but I was still pushing away, just not being a believer, being an atheist. I didn't want anything to do with that. I just wanted the relationships and, you know, but when God got a hold of me, it was, uh, it was life-changing. My husband accepted Christ. Um, all four of my children now have accepted Christ, um, and I've rededicated my my life back to Christ. As a family got baptized, that was really cool. Being able to, there was four of us one time. We got uh, got baptized together and completely, just completely changed our lives. A good friend of mine is a bass player. We lived in a townhouse right next door to him in Littleton and he had struggled with alcoholism his whole, since he was a teenager. I've known him since he was like 13. And we played music together and he was had a real troubled life and we just kept inviting him to church. We lived next to him for 15 years and he got saved in my basement. He came to church a few times, you know, and then he got saved in my basement and I walked him through the salvation message and he came to church uh, for a couple months and then he, he was trying to quit drinking and he had a seizure and he went into the hospital and he got pneumonia and then he passed away. So he actually got baptized like just a f maybe three months before he passed away. It was like, wow, this is why God has us here and why we're still, because we lived in Littleton for two and a half years after we joined Orchard, so we were driving from there. And I kept looking at Kim, asking her, why do you think we're still here? And both agree it was for Eric. 
It wasn't long after we started going to the church that um, me and Scott met with Doug and Shelly for breakfast, and um, Doug started talking to us, and we became saved. Um, and then not long after that, we went home, and we were talking to our boys, who were a lot younger then. Um, I would say that Brandon was a teenager, Austin was younger, and um, we started talking to them, and then they met with Doug and Shelly and became saved off. So, and then we were all baptized together, and that was that was pretty cool. A couple years ago, we were sitting in one of Doug's um, financial sermons, and my husband looked at me, and it was when he was doing um, introducing the 90-day challenge, and Lee looked at me and said, "Let's do it," and we did. And that was three, four years ago, and we've never looked back. It's it was been one of the best decisions we've ever made. I'd always felt like there was kind of something there that I hadn't fully committed to. And um, for me, it was finances, and it was finally breaking down that and, and committing that and actually being faithful in the finances. Um, I have seen so many blessings out of it. And it um, just helped me grow closer to God. And I think there was always kind of a divide there because of it. And it took until we did that challenge and just kind of said we never look back um, but it's been it's been an amazing three or four years the orchard has has really you know we've seen all the growing pains through through the growth of the church um, but when it comes down to it um, we love each other through it um, and we keep our focus on God from our Real humble beginnings, uh, starting out just a little small apartment to this new building, just being a beacon to the, you know just the local area, and a lot of people know of the orchard. Everyone sees the stickers around. Everyone sees the billboards, and now they'll have a you know there's a permanent fixture in the community that they can you know they know where they can come. They can know where they can find God through. The ministry, we saw families that were separated put back together. We saw uh, marriages that were on the rock put back together. With my job, I, I, I don't get to the every Sundays. So, so the small group part of it is, is basically my church. And we've got a lot of, lot of good, good friends that we've become real well connected with through the church as far as probably lifelong friends will be a part of that church. I could just say that I just feel like I have gone from somebody that bounced around from church to church trying to figure out who God was and now I really know who He is and how He wants to be a part of our life and how He works in our life and that's been, that's just uh, really made a big difference in every area of my life and other people's lives too. It's been our home and I mean we have two kids that are four and two and watching them get so excited to go to church every Sunday is amazing and they come home especially our four-year-old and tells us what she has learned and they catch us you know sometimes at dinner saying hey mom and dad we have to pray and just I didn't grow up in the church and uh, know that my kids are growing up in an amazing church is just overwhelming. It's overwhelming. Amen.
guys have no idea how hard I'm trying to hold it together today, so bear with me. But, uh, you know, those are just a few of the stories of the hundreds of thousands of lives that have been changed. And so before we move into our new facility next week, we just want to remember all that God has done to help people find and follow Jesus. And sometimes God will give us something tangible to help us remember, will give us a symbol. You know, one of the things that we're excited about, we're going to do next Sunday, our first Sunday in our new building, we're going to take communion together. What a great way uh, to start our first services. And we're going to remember the Lord's sacrifice, his body and his blood that was shed for us. And it's going to be symbolized in the bread and, and the cup. And there's a symbol that God gave to Israel when they finally crossed over the Jordan into the promised land. Um, God, you know, Moses was the leader, but God didn't allow Moses to go into the promised land. I'm glad I'm not Moses. I actually get to move with you guys. But Moses handed off the mantle of leadership to a man named Joshua. And when the nation of Israel crossed over the Jordan and God parted the Jordan River, he told them to do something symbolic to help them to remember all that God had done. And we're going to do something with that today. When you came in, you should have received a, a rock and, and we're going to tell you what we're going to do with that in just a moment. But I want to read from, from Joshua. If you want to turn there, you're in Deuteronomy, just turn to the, to the right, to the next book of your Bible, to Joshua chapter 4, verse 1. And it says, When all the people had crossed the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Now choose twelve men, one from each tribe. Tell them, Take twelve stones from the very place where the priests are standing in the middle of the Jordan. Carry them out and pile them up at the place where you will camp tonight. So Joshua called together the twelve men he had chosen, one from each of the tribes of Israel. He told them, Go into the middle of the Jordan in front of the ark of the Lord your God. Each of you must pick up, what church? One stone. Just hold up your stone. You guys got it? Okay? Those are not to throw at your pastor if you don't like my cat jokes. <laughs> said, each of you must pick up one stone and carry it out on your shoulder. Okay, we didn't go that big. <laughs> we, we downsized this, this remembrance memorial. Twelve stones in all, one for each of the twelve tribes of Israel. We will use these stones to build what, church? A memorial. To remember. In the future, your children will ask you, what do these stones mean? And then you can tell them. They remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the Ark of the Lord's Covenant went across. These stones will stand as a memorial among the people of Israel forever. So this is what we're asking you to do today. We want you to be able to take these stones, these rocks home. To put somewhere in your house, put on your desk, to always remember what God has done in your life, in this church the last 12 years, the last 11 years at Prairie View High School. So in just a moment, we're going to stand, and in an act of worship, we're going to write a word on each of these stones. You choose your word. We're going to pass uh, markers down the row. You just put one word. Now, now don't put the 23rd Psalm on here, okay? You can add more to it later. Just pick a word. When you think about all that God's done in your life, in this church, I know for some of you, it's been a few short months. For some of you, it's been a few years. For some of you, it's been 12 years. But you pick the word that God lays on your heart that you will most remember what God has done in your life, in your family. It might be faith. It might be hope. It might be love. It might be salvation. It might be friendships. It might be family. Whatever God lays on your heart. I, I thought long and hard about this. What do I put on my I rock? There's so many words I'd like to put on here, but there was one word I just kept going back to over and over again, and it's blessed. We have been so blessed. 
by God as a church from day one till now. And we know we're going to continue to be blessed. Amen? Because I may be a little guy, but we got a big God. Amen? Amen. So let's stand right now. Our host team is coming. They'll begin to pass a marker down the road. Once you put your word on it, pass it to the next person. And in an act of worship, let's put a word of remembrance on these stones for all God has done in the last 12 years. And let's give God a big praise. Amen. Come on, Orchard, praise Him for the last 12 years. Amen. 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 Would you pray with me? Oh, Heavenly Father, we come to you today in this second to last service here at Prairie View High School. And we look back and we say, you have been faithful. And we look ahead, believing you are able. In the same way that we've seen thousands of people find you and follow you, we believe, looking ahead, that thousands more will do the same. And that we would stay on mission to help people find and follow you that you would continue to restore marriages and families and individual lives and bring healing where there's brokenness and salvation to those who are far from you, that you love so much and that you are seeking. Lord, we thank you for the incredible privilege we've had to meet here at Prairie View High School for these last 11 years. May we never take that for granted. May we always consider it a blessing and be forever grateful for our time here, for this school system being willing to allow us to meet here, making all this possible. And even though your people, your church is moving, we pray that your spirit would stay here. We pray that it would continue to work in this school, in this school system, in this community to draw people to yourself and that we would forever have left our mark in this place and that many students and teachers and others, moms and dads, would find you. We just thank you. We're so grateful today. We're so blessed today. We're so excited about the new facility that you've given us and you've blessed us with. So we just continue in an attitude of prayer right now with heads bowed and eyes closed. I want to end this service the way we end every service here at Orchard Church for the last 12 years, and that's to help somebody find Jesus. If you're here today and you've never said yes to Jesus, I got some good news for you. He said yes to you 2,000 years ago. He said, yes, I'll go to a cross. Yes, I'll die. I'll be crucified to pay for everyone's sins. And all you have to do is accept it by faith. The Bible says it's the gift of salvation. And there may be someone here today and you would say, you know, I hear these stories of how God has changed people's lives and marriages and families. And maybe it's time that I say yes to Jesus. If that's you today, I want to give you an opportunity to do that. Just like we do every week. The Bible says whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Whoever, no matter who you are or what you've done, And the way we call on God is through prayer. That's one of the ways we talk to Him. And I want to lead some of you in a prayer right now. It's not a magic prayer. These aren't magic words we say. It's not the prayer that saves us or forgives us. It's our faith. 
but a prayer is a way to express that. And so if God is working in your heart today and you'd say, yes, I want to place my faith in Jesus. I want to find him today. I invite you to pray this prayer with me from your heart to God's. And it goes like this. Jesus, come into my life today. I believe in you. I believe you died for me to take away all my sins. And Jesus, today, I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for loving me. Thank you. So we continue in an attitude of prayer with heads bowed and eyes closed, nobody looking around. I don't want to embarrass anybody. I, I would never want to embarrass you. I never want to do that. But if you just prayed that prayer of faith and you meant it, that's the greatest decision you could ever make. And that's the greatest thing that could happen here today. And I would love to pray for you that you would just grow in your relationship with Jesus from this day forward. And so with no one else looking around, if you prayed that prayer and accepted Jesus, I'd like to pray for you. Would you just slip up your hand right now all across the auditorium? God bless you right here. God bless you right here. God bless you, ma'am, right here. God bless you. A couple of people over there. God bless you over here. Yes, sir. God bless you over here. Hey, it's okay to celebrate that orchard. This is why we're here. This is what we're going to be about next door. Let me pray for you. Father, we thank you for those putting their faith and trust in you today. We pray that they grow in their walk and relationship with you. We welcome them into the family of God as our brothers and sisters in Christ. May we continue to help people find and follow you as we start our new services next week. And we just thank you for your goodness and your blessings and that we would never forget all that you've done and look forward to all that you're about to do. We pray all this in Jesus' name. And God's people said... Amen. Amen. Can we celebrate some people saying yes to Jesus today? Our last Sunday here at Prairie View High School. If you raised your hand and you said, yes, I said yes to Jesus. I prayed that prayer. I meant it. Please let us know about that on your connection card and drop that in the offering bucket. We want to continue to pray for you by name. We're also going to send you some information in the mail that will help you in your new journey with Christ. If you're a first-time guest today, thanks for being our guest at Orchard Church. Um, if you show up here next week, we won't be here. But you just got to go next door. It'll be easy to find us. Uh, hopefully you filled out your guest connection card. Drop that in the offering bucket. And we're not interested in your money today, but we're interested in you. And what, if you drop that in there, we're just going to send you a thank you note, a free gift in the mail uh, for being our guest today. Um, also, if you're new to Orchard Church and I haven't had the privilege to meet you personally, I'd love to do so. I'll be the little guy out there by the blue tent. <laughs> Um, afterward. I guess that's what I, I'm known as. Um, if you have those Sharpies, if you ended up with those at the end of the row, if you put the cap on that Sharpie, um, the rocks are yours to keep and take home. The Sharpies are not. We need those for the next service, okay? So you can drop those in the offering bucket uh, when it goes by. All right, well, we're going to close in a song of worship. We're going to worship the Lord through our giving because we want to be a church that acts its wage. How do we do that? Giving first, saving second, living on the rest. God bless you. I love you, Orchard Church. And next week, I'll see you at one of our four services, 830, 10, 11:30, or Spanish service at 1 o'clock. And we will welcome you into our new home. Amen. Yeah.